This is Revisiting Haven. Hey Havenites, this is Amy J. I just want to present a short interview that Amy and I did with Speedweed, who wrote episode four of season five, Much Ado About Mara. Uh, thank you guys for anyone who submitted questions. We tried to ask as many questions as we could in the time we had. Speed was kind enough to give us a few minutes in between breaking episode 24 with the other writers. So thank you, Speed, for taking the time out to do that, especially given how late it was probably on the West Coast. Uh, so Amy and I will return after this interview, so keep on listening, for our discussion about Much Ado About Mara. Okay, until then, and without further ado, here it is. There are some questions from the Havenites from Twitter. One of them was... Uh, what is your favorite trouble, favorite moments so far from the series that you've done or maybe that you've seen? Well, I guess I have two answers to that question. Okay. Um, the, the first is the personal one where I just, I really, I love the uh, Duke Stripper's Curse. And um, yeah. I just had so much fun writing. I'm remembering back to, and I've got a cast all the way back to March now, sitting here in my office in Los Angeles on a really early on a Saturday morning. I wake up at about three in the morning to write and I come into the office and I, I, there was one Saturday morning where I wrote all those gibberish scenes and I just, I'm alone in a building in Hollywood with nobody around and just cracked myself up with the gibberish. <laughs> um, and Eric just did a fantastic job with it. Um, I thought he really played it well. So um, uh, I love seeing it in, in the end of it. And then I just uh, probably from a, like that's from a writer's point of view, from a fan of the show point of view, uh, it would be an episode, I guess it's the end of episode one, when Mara shoots Nathan. Um, oh, yeah. I just was so psyched that Matt and Gab were willing to push it that far um, and really make a, a strong announcement that this season of Haven is a, is a new thing, Mara is a new creature, and we're just going to have to deal with her. You know, you're not the uh, only one incised by that. I think that just set a tone for what all of you guys are doing, pushing the envelope and doing things we would never expect. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Very good. So uh, that question was from Tanavi. Um, this question is from Rihanna. So she's wondering if cuffs and shackles are going to be a continuing arc through this season. <laughs> <laughs> The short answer is yes. Um, what do you do when you have an arch villain who is also, as we say, number one on your call sheet? She's your lead actress. And um, so you want her around. You want her in every scene. She can't be, you know, off in the woods. So a lot of times we, we do actually have to tie her up for the story to make sense. And, and it's, it's a great question because it's one I, we asked ourselves in the room a lot. Um, because uh, it has advantages and disadvantages, and there are times you don't want to do it. I will say that I think the shackling pays off in a moment in the, in the sort of season 5A finale, the thing that will air at the end, season two, episode 13, mm -hmm. um, that, uh, that there is a, a, a shackling that uh, sort of uh, calls it all back, I guess. So uh, I'll put that out there as a tease. <laughs> nice. Little teaser, I love it. Yeah, Amy, you had a question. Actually, I've got a couple. Um, well, actually, I'll go with one from the episode we just watched. And I know it was a while ago for you, Speed. But uh, it seemed to me that uh, Duke, Nathan, and Dwight might have strengthened Mara's resolve against Audrey by having that conversation mm -hmm. with her when they were saying things to her to help her remember she was Audrey. Right, the triple exorcism at the end. Yeah, no, I, you know, we're, I'm sorry, was that the question? Or let yes, me, let yes, that's the question. 
Yeah, so we are a show that largely lives in the world of unintended consequences. What do you do when you live in a magical world where you don't know the rules? You know, it's not like a cop show where, which I've worked on, where, um, you know, you do things and you have a pretty good probabilistic sense of what's going to happen. In Trouble Land, you really don't. You don't have a handle on it. So you try your best option and the wrong thing happens. Nathan shoots Howard and like, yeah. really the wrong thing happens. Uh, so that's very much in the DNA of our show. And, and uh, that was there from a very early chance, which is our best chance at getting Audrey out actually dooms her. And um, okay. we're really in trouble going into the next week. Very cool. And then I had another question. Um, now, from what we've read, this episode, uh, this season seems very different. We know there's a lot of uh, scenes with just two characters. We know that you're shooting kind of two episodes concurrently. There's a lot of like kind of theater type scenes and blocking. So season 5A and 5B are so different. Was it different for the writers? Did you have to prepare differently or, you know, change sequencing or spacing? Or how did this affect uh, the writing team? 5A and 5B, sorry, if I, we're writing 5A and 5B back to back. Like we started in January and on episode 501 and we're now writing 524. Um, so there's not a lot of difference from our point of view between 5A and 5B. There's more of a difference between season four and all of season five. Right, and that's season, my question, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, it's making us better. I'll speak personally. I think it's making me a better writer um, because we do have some challenges to do it on a slightly lower budget, and we really, really don't want to sacrifice the quality of the show. Um, and often that means can you design the story and tell the story in a way that um, that maybe just has one fewer character in it. And so the what you always have to push towards as a writer, and again, I'm speaking purely for myself, uh, is is what is the heart of the emotion of the scene that you want to get to. Um, and so it, even though we're a big mythological show with a lot of what we call red meat flying around, uh, you know, the, the, the crazy rules that we have, um, uh, ultimately that those restrictions push you like a playwright to uh, the heart of the matter. And, and I, I think that's very cool. I, I hope it works. Uh, you know, we'll see. Okay. Excuse, there's a quick question uh, from Cindy. Is Are we getting a Halloween episode this year? No, we are not. We were never very clear about what our air date was. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we knew within a little sort of thing. And our show has become so serialized. Uh, somebody else tweeted last week at, at me and Brian about, you know, because he wrote that Haunted House episode. Right. No, not that one. He wrote the, uh, the Christmas in July episode, the Christmas episode. Uh, which was sort of a standalone episode. We've become so serialized that it would be very hard to design a a timed episode that serviced, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, something like Halloween. You know, the other thing is, honestly, uh, I think the Christmas episode really worked because it was Christmas in July. Um, <laughs> but we air all around the world, and not everybody has our tradition, so I, I'm not sure it would be appropriate for us. Um, you know, that's a very good point. I don't think... Uh we really think about that. Mm-hmm. And it's such an international sh- international show now. Yeah, you should ask Caroline Bell how many countries we are in. It's it's a lot. Um, I, um, and I, I don't have the, I, w- I should know the answer. I would like to know the <laughs> answer, but I don't. Well, I know you don't have Netflix a lot. Netflix all over the world, yeah. I know you don't have a lot of time. So one uh, last question we wanted to ask is, can we expect any other episodes from you on this first half of the season? Yeah, um, so I wrote uh, episode nine which is, you know, and the two-parter of it sort of uh, uh, was cross-boarded and shot along with episode 10, which is written by Adam Higgs, 
who's a new addition to our writing staff, a fantastic writer down from Canada who was on a, a Canadian show called Republic of Doyle. Okay. And uh, we, we want to look forward to it because it really introduces in a big way a fantastic new character to our, uh, to our series. Oh, that's Laura Minnell's character, I'm guessing. You got it. Okay, cool. Very cool. All well, right, you guys. Always good to talk to you. Thank you so thank much. You, Welcome back, Havenites. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our interview with Speed. Uh, apologies for any audio issues you may have heard. We tried our best to balance it and fix it and whatnot, but without taking one voice out entirely, it wasn't going to work. But hope you heard it. If you have any questions, let us know. Uh, now we're back with the review and news, and with me, as always, is Amy. Hi, everyone. It's the other Amy here. Guys, so this is a take two for us. We recorded, oh, was it Friday, Amy? I think it was Friday after I think the so. episode aired. And we had a great review. It was, like, hours and hours long, and, you know, I listened to it, and I was like, <laughs> well, this isn't going to do. <laughs> Amy was kind enough to uh, come back, and re- we'll record again. So this is take two. Yes, technical difficulties prevented earlier posting, and we're re-recording it. We're going to see how this goes. (laughs) As always, if you guys uh, have any suggestions, uh, some people have given us feedback. Thank you so much for that. We're working on it. We're we're trying different equipment now. Yes, I'm trying a different microphone on my end, hoping it helps. Hopefully you guys can hear Amy now, at least in this episode. And if you can, please let us know on Twitter or some other form of communication. My email address, amyj21 at revisitinghaven.com is working again. So go ahead and send us an email. Um, But you know what? Enough of this. Let's get to the news. Yeah, well, we don't have a lot. Well, first of all, we need to, again, thank Speed for talking to us and uh, taking the questions from the Haven fans. And you know, he's talking to us, but he's talking to all the Haven people. So I Absolutely. think it's very nice of him to give all of us his time like that. So thank you to Speed. And we don't have a lot of news. Just um, we have some more uh, episode descriptions and uh, stills, photographs that have come out. Um, but Amy and I, as we were talking, we're not going to really talk too much about that because we don't want to spoil for anybody. But they're out there. Um, you can find it on Twitter or Google search or send me or Amy a note. Um, but we're not going to talk about it here because we don't want to be the spoilers. <laughs> And, uh, oh, Amy, Edge is going to be on a WWE Network special Monday night? Yes. So um, Adam Copeland, also known yes. as the WWE superstar Edge, and uh, his partner... Plays Dwight. Uh, plays Dwight on Haven, um, and his partner Christian. Edge and Christian's SmackDown special will be on the WWE Network on Monday, October 6th. So probably today, if you're listening to this, or tomorrow, depending on when or it already aired, at 11.06 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 6th, I'm pretty sure there will be reruns. So check your local yeah. listings for that. Um, he tweeted about it, I think, a few days ago. So check it out. It should be exciting. They were on the top of their game when they were there. And it, it's been 15 years. It's a 15-year special. I don't know anything about it, Amy, so I'm yeah. just going to trust and... You know, I didn't know you were a wrestling fan, but I uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's learning Maybe something new. I was a big, big WWE fan back when it was WWF, you know, back in the okay. day of Hulk Hogan and uh, everyone, Junkyard Dog, you guys, uh, great, great, great times. I loved it. So okay. 
if I had the WWE Network, I would totally be watching it. Maybe it's on iTunes. I don't know. I'll check it out later. But okay. if you have it, check it out. Let Adam know how it is. Um, and congratulate him. That's 15 years. That's amazing. Oh, one other thing I wanted to share is, um, if you don't know, Tanavi on uh, Twitter just put out, I think it's called a Haven Unplugged. And what happened is, is that Tanavi and the Haven UK fan club actually went to Nova Scotia. They were in Chester and um, took a tour and found a lot of the sites and sets that you see on Haven and took some video for us. Yeah, and they met with the uh, cast and crew, and they were on set. And um, so she, they put up their first installment, which was a tour of the Grey Gull and the Haven Herald. And I, I really enjoyed watching it. It was a lot of fun. It's on my Twitter, uh, or you can find it with Tanavi P or Coco McRoon uh, yeah, on Twitter. I, I tweeted it out as well. So I think I think it's out there quite a bit. Search for Haven now. Unplugged. That's uh, what it's called, their series. And Tanavi hosts it, and I'm sure her and all the people who put it together did an amazing job. Kudos to you guys. Thank you for sharing Haven with us and your love for it. And that's on YouTube. Search Haven Unplugged on YouTube. Yes. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, a couple more episodes is going to come. I think so, too. So I'll be keeping an eye out for that. And we'll let you know if we find it, and I'm sure they'll let us know. So definitely check that out if you're, you're missing Haven. But... You don't have to miss it too long because it's coming back next week, and uh, we actually have some news about that. Yeah, we've got a new day and a new time. So Haven is in, for those of us who watch on Sci-Fi in the U.S., Haven will now be airing on Fridays at 7 p.m., and that starts uh, with October 10th. So it's not going to be on Thursday, October 9th. It will be on October 10th, Friday, 7 p.m., and that's its new time slot after, uh, you know, going forward, starting October 10th. And... I know you're so hearing we, we this. Will, we will follow it. We will follow it to any day and any time. Pretty much. And I know some of you are like, really? Fridays? Really? 7, 6 Central? Who does that? Okay. Let me just say really quick. One, we were up against Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy, yeah. The Vampire Diaries. All the new shows are back. And, and to be honest, the ratings weren't the greatest I mean, they did pretty good, I guess, considering what we were up against. But right, the fact that sci-fi recognizes, hey, we gave it our best shot. Maybe we shouldn't put it up against all these heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. They are now moving it. And I'm sure you guys wanted the 10 o'clock slot back. But Z Nation has that. And there's only so many places sci-fi could put us. And 7 o'clock is not a bad place. Yeah. That means we're leading into no, and I, SmackDown. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we can watch Haven before SmackDown now instead of after SmackDown. So that's a plus. Yeah. On top of that, you guys can watch this and then go about the rest of your night. You can fangirl all night or you can do whatever, go dinner afterwards, what have you. Right. This is actually a good yeah. thing. Haven, I think so. And that we can have our Haven hangovers back on Saturday morning when the majority of us, um, you know, don't have to be at work or school. I know some people do, but the majority of us, it works a little better to have the Haven hangover on Saturday mornings. And we should also point out that, you know, Eric Balfour put out some really good tweets um, about the time change and the day change saying that um, sci-fi does want Haven to succeed and this was the best they could do for it. So please to, you know, support sci-fi and support Haven and let's get our numbers up 
and just stay with the show. That's all we can do is just watch and enjoy it, really, and stay with it. And those were some of the best tweets I saw from Eric about this whole time change. And it's true. If you guys could um, give Sci-Fi a break, they're trying their best, and they do support the show as as hard as it to, it is to believe sometimes. The fact that they moved it instead of leaving it on Thursdays to suffer a slow death right. is a great sign. And, you know, it's not up against any big new network show. It's up against Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. And hopefully you DVR that and watch Haven Live. Yeah, it's nice that Sci-Fi recognized that the show, it's a great show, and they don't want it to wallow, so to speak, and uh, a poor time slot. You know, it's an awesome show. Sci-Fi wants people to see it. So they're making the change on their end and moving it to Fridays. And let's hope the viewership uh, can find it again. Yes. So tell your friends. Let them know. Uh, you guys have been with us through the past seasons. Let's come on back. And they don't have to worry. They don't have to make a choice between uh, Grey's Anatomy and Sci-Fi or Grey's Anatomy and Haven. It's or Did I say that twice? I, I think I did. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy or Vampire <laughs> Diaries or any of those new network shows or Walking Dead or whatever may be coming up. Go ahead and just watch those shows. Just watch Haven on Sci-Fi on Fridays at the same that's time. Right. Okay, Friday, 7 o'clock, everybody be there. All right, so that's all we're going to say about that. Uh, also, just, you know, stay positive, guys. Uh, it's a long season, and we're just yeah, starting. Exactly. we got 26 episodes, so we're, we were just at the beginning. Excellent. So so what was our episode this week? It was, uh, we had a little bit of everything in there. Um, the gibberish from... Eric Balfour, I do have to say, might have been my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. So why for a moment did it take me? He's like, what are we talking about now? Right. I'm sorry. I, I just transitioned in there, Amy. I threw no, that no. It was good. Thank you for doing so. I just forgot what episode we were talking about. Blanked yeah. entirely. Much ado about Mara. I agree. My favorite part was the gibberish. I couldn't believe when I was first watching that. I'm like, what is going on here? And and I I was I'm like, how is Eric saying that? But Speed wrote that, and Eric performed it, and I thought it was awesome. It was great. You know, um, one thing about Haven that I enjoy is that it has a little bit of everything. There's drama. There's uh, there's movement. There's story. There's comedy, and there's romance. You know, all right. those things. Some are more in excess than others but you know you get a little bit of everything right. at least yeah um, i think through the course of a, a several episodes you get everything absolutely i mean in this episode right you had the comedy with eric who always brings it always i mean you got the always. gibberish <laughs> this has to be a great gag reel i hope uh sean pierce if you ever listen to our shows if you hear this can sean we get that sean pillar sean pierce jeez it's a sunday night guys sean pillar if you hear this a gag reel would be awesome. Yes, it would be amazing to see those outtakes. Um, I don't know, but Eric did so well. Like, he even had the mannerisms and the expressions. Like he was speaking sense, like he was speaking normal <laughs> words. Right. Of course, it was nonsense. And that was the Scoville trouble that Mara took out of him, right? Yeah, and you know, uh, his mannerisms, like you were saying, were just so, I think it added to the gibberish. His frustration uh -huh. at, at his... Uh, the effort he was putting into it and not succeeding is like, come on. And I loved how, um, you know, the writer's speed, he even uh, wrote into that even uh, something that Duke wrote down was gibberish when he wrote that little note to Nathan and, and Nathan read it and it said, delicious talk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the trouble was 
kind of any way that Duke tried to communicate. Yeah, you know, this episode was chock full of, I could have done quotes just on the gibberish alone. It would have taken forever. So I didn't do random notes or, or quotes for this, but please believe that just re-listen to the gibberish. It's great. Yeah, froggy leg cream. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aside... And then as- I speak... Go ahead. Uh- Oh, sorry, Amy. I was going to say, as long as we're talking about the humor in the episode, a lot of the Vince and Dave stuff had me laughing out loud. Yeah, I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it. Their relationship is one of my favorites on the show. Theirs is the most complicated relationship. Well, I didn't think it was complicated before. Now, and maybe it's not still just because he's adopted. I mean, they never knew that, right? So it doesn't seem to have changed. Yeah, it's probably, I probably misspoke. It's really not their relationship that's complicated. It's trying to figure out, are they lying? Are they telling the truth? What do they know that they haven't told us? What are they keeping from us? You know, what's going on between them? Right. Theirs is the the hardest relationship to decipher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and their relationship to the other characters, you know, and when do we trust them? But, but... The kettle corn scene, I did laugh out loud at the kettle corn scene. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, Vince giving Dave just one little kernel <laughs> and then Dave getting mad and throwing just one back at him. Anyone with a sibling kind of appreciate that that scene. Absolutely. But, and, we, but we did get, you know, the love for Vince and Dave when uh, Vince said to Dave, you know, I lost the leadership of the guard because I nursed you back to health. You know, well, I and, mean, and his sacrifice. sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, and you could also tell the relationship when the Iron Maiden came. I loved the Iron Maiden, who we're still trying to figure out uh, who who played the Iron Maiden. So uh, I will tweet Speed or Sean Pillar for that because uh, people have been wondering. And she did a great job. Yeah, the Iron Maiden, Maddie, she was pretty funny. Now, I would kind of like the revelation that Haven has another shrink. I always thought of Claire is the only shrink in Haven. Um, but it sounds like Maddie's been a shrink in Haven for quite some time as well. Well, did, didn't you like the twist where um, she was going to try and report back to Vince? Oh, yeah. And then, you know, this ethereal, unseen power, natural, supernatural thing mm-hmm. has kind of come out of nowhere and was time warped, time erased them? Yes, has stolen time. Whammied them? Uh, yeah, erased their memories, stolen time, and neither of them knew it, and Vince helped them realize what happened. Um, so... You know, obviously, Maddie and Dave came to some revelation or some declaration or something that about what has been going on with Dave and the cave and when he's been on the other side and they're trying to get to the bottom of that mystery. That's why they're talking to her to start with. Yeah, and it's interesting that they took the notes from the book, but there was still a word scribbled in. Yeah, Croatoan. I don't know what that is, Amy. I looked it up on Wikipedia, but I'm really not too in the know. I, I, you know what, I I think if the number one source was going to be uh, Google or Wikipedia, uh, but I'm going to not mention anything about it because I think the best resource I had was Supernatural, if anyone okay. was a fan of that, and that it was an episode and whatnot. But Speed has said that Croatoan supersedes Supernatural. I mean, that sense that yeah. it's been around way before that. And I believe right. it has something to do with North Carolina. Okay, and one of our uh, fellow Havenites was really kind enough to send me a tweet uh, the other night and say that Croatone has been in some of the Stephen King novels and literature. Um, So it does, it is kind of supernatural or paranormal or something, and 
uh, read up on it via Google or Wikipedia if you want to learn more about it. Um, I'm no expert on it, but I'm trying to figure it all out. I, I like the revelation <laughs> that the show gives, so I haven't looked too deep into it. So, Yeah, it's a new twist. Something, something's going on in Haven with this Croatoan uh, revelation. So it's definitely something to look forward to as uh, our episodes progress here. Yeah, and then after um, after the Duke and after the Teague brothers, we had Dwight. We had Dwight versus Mara in this episode. And I got to say, their scenes were very confrontational. Yes, yes. I mean, Mara was so evil to him. I think that's putting it mildly. Yes, uh, cruel, evil, that is an understatement. The things that she said to him about his daughter. Oh, that was Um, so below the belt. So below the belt. I think those were some of the lines, you know, Emily had said that some of the lines that Mara was given to speak, Emily was very uncomfortable with, or she didn't want to do them, or she couldn't believe the magnitude of those lines. So I have a hunch this might have been the episode that she was talking about. Yeah, you know, any normal person would think, oh, how could you say that? But, you know, it's Mara. And she, it's interesting, because from the previous episodes, you know, I've, I've, in the beginning, I said I loved Mara, right? Okay. Because she was badass. And then she would do something you were like oh my gosh she didn't even hesitate to kill people like you know the pencil in the eye oh yeah or the things guy, like that uh, right small yeah, things the guy in the coffee shop in right the room. small things and then you know she would do things and you're like okay she's not so bad she's not so bad and then you get the scenes with her and nathan in the cabin and you're like well he's get, he's pulling out these things from her uh-huh. she doesn't seem so bad right and then all of a sudden she becomes uh cutthroat with this and i'm like i'm trying to get a grasp on mara i'm trying to get that grasp on mara and how she really is and i think i'm supposed to take her as being ruthless yeah but at the same time i think there's a little bit more to her i just oh i think so too i think she's multi-layered i've got some thoughts and theories on her and yeah like i don't have a clear picture yeah still i think she's ruthless um but we'll see uh Either way, the, those scenes with Dwight and Mara were great. Very good. We don't. And, really, and, we never really saw a Dwight uh, Audrey kind of thing, except for that flashback scene. Well, we did see. Um, yeah, I mean, Audrey did reveal herself to Dwight, and Audrey also revealed herself to Duke. So, you know, that was you knew it had to be coming, where it wasn't just Nathan who knew that Audrey was in there. So now we have Nathan knows, and now Duke and Dwight are on board as well that Audrey is inside Mara. And the scene with the three of them kind of, you know, Duke said then we throw everything we have at her and we saw the three of them talking to Mara as if she was Audrey. That was an awesome scene. I love that. It really was, but I will say I was a little surprised. I'm with Nathan. I didn't think Audrey would show to Dwight. You know, because she loves Nathan. She loves Duke. I was a little surprised that she showed herself to Dwight. I thought that was a little random, but the explanation that it happened because of her love for helping troubled people makes sense. Yes. Um, I thought that I thought they did a good job in explaining that to us. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three, three things Audrey loves, Nathan Duke and helping the troubled. Yeah. And yeah. I love Dwight's reaction. Wait, Duke going, wait, so does <laughs> no. that mean, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was <Whoa>. well done. <laughs> Whoa, no, not me. There's too oh, many no, people Dwight. already there. Yeah, although Dwight has already always been a fan of Nathan and Audrey, but yeah, that was very well done. <laughs> and you know, this episode had a lot of uh, revelations as well. Uh, okay. Nathan yeah. um, learned about Colorado, sort of, kind of. Yeah. Didn't really of. care 
Um, But we did learn, you know, Duke doesn't feel guilty about it. And Nathan didn't have anything to feel jealous about. I think they kind of laid that to rest. I think so. Which was was cool that they brought it back up, though. Right? Because it shows, one, Mara is ruthless. You're going to hit the guy that with that yeah and then to exaggerate how it really was oh she, all she does is exaggerate and she uses exaggeration as part of her cruelness of she course. does but i yeah. the whole scene i enjoyed because you know duke's uh defensive nature of bunny 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 rabbit rabbit you know <laughs> was again and how he conveyed that you know anybody right. else it could have been robotic it could have been corny but uh-huh. eric balfour really sold that Oh, he was he was amazing. Yeah, loved it. I I, I love his portrayal well, of Duke. Also, yeah, yeah. We did. I mean, I think Haven does a good job of giving us all these various revelations every episode, or mm-hmm. you know, flash not flashbacks, but you know, things uh, talking back to things that have happened in previous episodes and closing the loop. Yeah, it takes a while, but they get around to it. <laughs> yeah, that is one thing um, I think this show does is they answer questions. It takes time, and it's frustrating, right. and it's. And some some folks can be impatient about it, but just keep in mind they give us the answers. It's you just gotta hang in there. Yeah, hang in there for the journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a very long story, and each of these episodes is just a small part of it. Yeah, and I also I want to touch on the fact in this episode how we saw okay, so the three of them, Duke, Dwight, and Nathan, bringing out Audrey, but then we saw at the end that. You know, bringing out Audrey has strengthened Mara's ability to fight Audrey, or they've kind of given Mara the ammunition to keep Audrey at bay. So we'll have to see what's going to happen there. And we also found out, at least I thought the biggest thing in the episode is that as we stand right now, we don't know what the cure for the trouble is, right? Because we learned. I think that is the biggest revelation. Um, Just to be clear, what um, Amy is saying is Audrey said, one, she can't cure the troubles. And two, Mara's been lying about the fact that she can. So Audrey has taken away the trouble. Yeah, Mara's taken away. um, No, Audrey has taken away Mara's only defense at being kept alive. Uh huh. Like, don't listen to her. She's lying. But that also brought about the fact that hey, no no one can save the troubles. Then you can't cure it. So yeah, Audrey can't cure the trouble. Mara can't. Audrey told us that Mara can take the troubles out. Excuse me. She can only put them in. She can't take the mm-hmm. troubles out. Which um, is weird. I don't know. Well, she t- kind of took that out of Duke. Well, that was a little. I know. Or did I know Duke what... do that? See, I think this is one of those things where we're going to have to learn more about it. Because um, maybe they just don't know how. Maybe it's within them kind of thing. Well, she, she kind of, but she had to touch her hand on Duke to get that trouble to come out of him. Um, so it kind of makes sense in that regard. But but overall, I understand what they meant, is that Mara gives the troubles. She can't solve the troubles. Basically, that's the gist of it. Um, so what's going to happen? What's what's the guard stance going to be now? We're, we're going to have to see how this all unfolds. If nothing else, a lot more uh, things have been stirred up. Yes. Because why keep the bringer of all troubles alive if she can't do anything to save it? But yet now Dwight knows... Audrey is in there. So is it very humane of him to kill her, knowing that yeah, she's in there? True. Oh, my God. That's such a good question, Amy. So should they kill this Audrey slash Mara person? If Mara can't help him solve the troubles and Audrey can't help him solve the troubles, do they just kill her when she's Mara because she's so evil and they don't want her anymore? I mean, what, that's a, such a good question. So we don't know. 
Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> but it is something that we will learn in the next few episodes. That we are going to watch at Fridays at 7 o'clock. Yes. So, guys, check it out. Friday, uh, I will be in New York. I'm hope still trying to find a way to watch the show. But do me a favor. Watch it live for me while I try and we'll figure out how I can. Um, and live tweet. You know, watch it live. Bring a friend. Do whatever you got to do. And if not... Yep. Watch it on DVR, get it on iTunes, Amazon, all the like. Right, because that all counts too. That all helps. Yep, and we will see you next week. Bye. This is Revisiting Haven.